I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. <laughs> hey, welcome to another episode of the DEI Guy Who Tips podcast. I am your host, uh, Rod. Make sure you check your doors and your windows. We didn't buckle them all up. We, we got close enough. <laughs> we close enough for the podcast. And I'm here with my co-host, who uh, agent herself, Karen, who I hired uh, from Waffle House because that's that's where we can do our hiring. Of course, that's the breeding ground. You didn't know that's the recruiting ground. We might not have degrees, but we got hands on this plane. So yeah, we do. Maybe, you know, don't act. We'll up, go down get, swinging. Act up, get slapped up. That's all we're saying. <laughs> Uh, of course, you can find this show everywhere you get pop. Everywhere you get podcasts. Sorry, it's Di Burt. Um, <laughs> everywhere you get podcasts, just search the Blackout Tips. Leave us reviews. Make them nice. Make them five stars, and we'll read them on the show. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. It's that simple. The official weapon of the show is phone chair, and the unofficial sport bullet ball. A bullet ball, extreme, <laughs> extreme, extreme um all right plenty of stuff to talk about we took yesterday off uh went to the hornets game all that stuff Mm -hmm. um karen do you have any banter uh i I guess i do kind of yes okay so karen does have some banter let me pull up one of the beats and let's go when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Shoot me some banter. <laughs> My banter. We went. You, we, as Roger said, we went to the game last night. Had a great time uh, at the game last night. But uh, yeah, I think I rode downtown to go to the to the uh, Madison Square Garden Arena because <laughs> uh, them niggas was rolling deep up in there. It was like it was like, well, shit. Are we the home team or the away team? Because it felt like we was the fucking away team <laughs> last night. Yeah, there was a lot of a uh, lot of Knicks fans in there. The Hornets suck. Uh, yes. They're very injured. They traded away Terry Rozier. It's, mm-hmm. it's it's really like abandoned ship time over there. And, of course, we still have plenty of games, tickets to go to. I love the NBA. I love the Hornets, but I, I love, love the NBA. NBA. So, like, yes. uh, I go there, and I have a great time. Even, like, I wanted to see Jalen Brunson play in person. I never got to see him play in person before. Right. It and was he fun. didn't disappoint. Dante, he did not disappoint. White Dante, Dante DiVincenzo was killing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon Miller, our rookie, had a bashed his career high. Um, so, like, there were things to watch. But, you know, teams kind of dead in the water. And 
they're trading everybody. They let everybody know that, like, hey, we're open for business. Yeah, and you can see it hanging over the players' head yeah, when it's they play. fucking up the morale and all. Like, it's more than that. You know, I, you know, people have all these myths and shit like this when it comes to trade. I was like, y'all know y'all dealing with people with feelings and emotions and might not respond well to all this shit that y'all think is a plug and fucking play. Yeah, it's part of the business and it sucks, you know. Uh, we th- expect athletes to get used to this and we go, they make all this money, it shouldn't matter. But, uh, you know, it's like I was talking to Bomani and uh, I was talking about all these layoffs with sports journalists. And I was like, isn't it funny how many sports journalists advocate for people like losing their jobs all the time? Mm-hmm. Uh, people that support stuff like, you know, the process and 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 just, you know, tearing teams down to rebuild and kind of fuck the morale of the people that work there and all that stuff. And then right. when it happens to them, it's like, this is a fucking travesty. This sucks. And you're like, yeah, it kind of sucks. Even if it's a coach of a team, even if it's a player that you think isn't good enough, just this like brutal world of just like, fuck you, fuck your job, fuck the money, get out of here. Right. Sucks. And that's what these players are going through. That being said, I have a good time at the games. Karen is a very angry fan of sports. (laughs) Um, And I don't know where it comes from. I mean, I think she's an Aries, so maybe that's where it comes from. But like, to me, I didn't expect us to win. Lamella wasn't even playing. Mm-hmm. We we didn't have a point guard, basically. And I was like, okay, we're probably getting blown out, but I came to have a good time. And I'm not yelling at the box out, do all this, because they're not going to win. Like, it would be a miracle <laughs> if these niggas win. You know, like, we're down to... i still be having hope, my bad. <laughs> well, it's not about hope or not. I mean, I, if they show me some reason to feel like, oh okay that was a close game mm-hmm. but it's nothing but positives to me because they we are sorry and we shouldn't be winning these games agreed if we win the other team fucked up somehow and yes that's fine. They, yes they did i'm open to that but i'm not expecting that but karen gets very angry and yells at the players and gets mad if they don't get a rebound <laughs> mad if they miss a shot mad if the other team hits a shot and it's just you know it's, it's a lot to go through so i'm glad you are having a good time because i couldn't i wasn't sure it was uh, uh, you getting so okay. mad i was i was it, we're so sorry i was just maniacally laughing in the third quarter when i started laughing the knicks too. were the knicks fans were booing us in our home arena yes and our team was missing their free throws yes that's and, why I was like, well, shit, is we the home team or the away team? It was so confusing. And then when the Knicks shot their free throws, the Knicks fans were chanting Cheering. MVP yes. for Jalen Brunson, and they were doing it so loud. It sounded like we were in New York. Yes. It was, I mean, I, hey, shout out to them. That's, they're great fans. This is one of the reasons I don't have a problem with Knicks fans. Mm-hmm. I know. And they rode deep. Everybody is, they're like the running joke of the NBA and shit. But like, if you look at it, most teams are closer to being the Knicks. Then they ought to be in the Lakers or the Celtics or who, whoever else is winning rings. So, uh, but yeah, I I enjoyed the game. Uh, yeah, I, I, even though we suck. Yeah, we we do suck. I enjoyed the game. I you know, and also Charlotte is kind of a a transplant city as they call it. So a lot of people come from up north down here. So you know, it's the same thing with them and you know Warriors fans, Heat's fans. Like it's certain fan bases that uh because we're not good it's literally going to be a home game for that particular team mm-hmm. and i know for uh me i don't know i've always been like that when it comes to the game like i'm very i guess you could say passionate and 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 the thing is <laughs> at the end i'm i'm fine like i'm not like you know type of thing but you know, it's just for me. I kind of, even if we lose, I kind of want to see the best effort, and we don't always get a best effort. Yeah, I, it's just very hard what 
they're being asked to do. Agreed. And the team is down to, you know, people that wouldn't even be playing this many minutes if everybody was healthy and all that stuff. So, but I, it's just, it's your nature. You're very, like, like I think people hear and see the gregariousness and they're like, oh, she's so fun and friendly <laughs> and nice. And it's like, no, she's a very, ang- you're an angry sports watcher. You, you, <laughs> when your favorite teams play, you leave the room and don't watch the game, which mm-hmm. is the exact opposite of sports to me. What's the point of rooting for a team that I won't watch them play? I want to, <laughs> I want to see what happened. Um, I but, get anxiety. Yeah, so it's it's just different styles of watching uh, sports and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, and so that you know is is like I said, I, as long as you say you're having a good time, you're having a good time. But I am, you know, am. for me, I just I you know I just checked out by the end, and it's not that I wasn't paying attention, but I was just like. The, this is like when something good happened for them and something bad happened for us. I just started laughing because I was like, of course they hit seven threes in a row and we yeah. turned the ball over. Of course. Yeah, and it got to the point where it was so impressive. I started clapping for them. I was like, that's actually really good. Yeah, I have no, I don't got no hate in my, I don't have no hate in my blood because if. Because I like the NBA, so I'm like, that's a good Well, play. that's not what I was going to say. I don't have any hate in my blood because at the end of the day, if the team comes and they get the best effort and they blow us out the water. I'm happy that I got to see their best effort. Like Mm -hmm. the worst is actually when the team comes and they play down to our level and they're just like, they shitty. So we gon' we ain't got to play too hard. And then we, then they end up winning, but it's just an ugly game and nobody really went off. And you know, like Denver kind of did that to us. I'd rather, I'd rather look up and be like, damn i saw jalen brunson score 40 points tonight mm-hmm. then to be like yeah we lost and it was 89 to 88 that yeah. sucks yeah we beat the uh uh spurs that's because uh the uh ricky the year most likely didn't play mm-hmm. but if he would have played that would have made a big difference i really want to see him play all right any more banner Mm-mm. all right uh I, I got some banter uh i turned i was speaking of sports i was watching uh apparently i have a new tv show on like espn the ocho or whatever mm-hmm. and it's uh called espn bet mm-hmm. and I, it's about gambling but when i saw it in the um when i saw it in the uh guide the tv guide when i hit the menu button or whatever and it was like now on espn 2 espn bet i turned it real fast and i've never been so disappointed in my life because i didn't see no big tigger donnie simpson AJ free. <laughs> nope, you not are even not. Cedar. Not even Cedar from Cedar's World. N- it n- was it was about gambling. It wasn't yes. about ESPN BET. No sir. And it's all capitals too, so y'all mm-hmm. can look it up for yourselves and see what I'm talking about. I can see that being very confusing. I was like, oh shit, ESPN BET. Finally, we finally looking out for the black folks. Maybe mm-hmm. this is where they got all that black talent that they got rid of. Nope, mm-hmm. no, it was just. It was back to back to some bullshit. I don't care about them gambling. Um, I've been working out, been going to. I have. I went to my first personal training session Friday, and she showed me like a few exercises, tested my mobility, and then gave me some like a regimen of stuff to do. It's, I don't think it's like complex complex yet. It's very like simple stuff as far as like it's using the machines, not free weights. Um, but I'm learning like gym etiquette and shit. Cause I never really go in there. Right. Um, and you have to wait on people to use the machines and stuff. Like I always wondered what the fuck takes people so long in the gym 
Because I'm like, you go in there and you lift the weights and you just go do some other shit with your time. But it's a lot of like, you go in there, you lift the weights, then you got to wait. Then you got to lift the weights again. Then you got to wait. Then you got to lift those weights again. Then you got to wait. Then you got to lift those weights again. And then you got to go to another machine. But then that somebody's on that machine, so you got to wait for them to get off the machine. And they're doing the same thing you was doing. Lift, wait, lift, wait, lift, wait. And so it ends up taking a lot of time by the time you get done. And I'm not even doing a lot yet. It's all like, uh, it's all the, 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 the easy stuff that I'm doing so far. I'm sure it'll get more complicated as mm-hmm. uh, time goes on. Um, but I'm only using like four machines right now. The basic one she showed me. And then I'm doing these stretches with this rope. And, um, and so, uh, but going in there, the first time that I went and she showed me the stuff to do and I was coming home and this dude, brother named Carlos just stopped me outside the gym. Like it was that thing where you could kind of tell somebody wants to talk to you. I had my headphones in or whatever, but like the way the person was walking, they were kind of a little bit like in my way, like in my space a little bit. And it's like one of those, like, do I know you? What the fuck? And uh, I mean, I wasn't annoyed, but it was like one of those like, hey, what's going on over here? And so uh, I was going to my car and I and I like took my headphones to be like, oh, excuse me. I need to get to my car. And he was like, hey, hey, uh, was that your uh, first time uh, lifting or whatever? And I was like, uh, yeah, man. I was like, I'm just basically trying to learn how to lift weights and all that stuff. And then he just gave me this like really these work great words of encouragement from this uh fellow Aww. black man and he was talking about how he had been lifting weights and working out and he had been sticking with it and he told me like hey he had lost like some weight and stuff i forget how much it was but like you know he was just like really and he was like you know man stick with it man i know it's it's, it's tough but you gotta, you know, like you could do it, man. Don't don't give up or whatever. I said oh. I'm not gonna give up. I'm, I, I, it costs too much a month. That encouragement. Um, <laughs> I was like, it costs too much a month to give up. But I was like, I'm not gonna give up. Uh, and I will. And I said I'm gonna see you around. I'll see you in the gym, man. Even though I don't plan on being there at 8:30 in the morning, if I can help it, I try to go <laughs> in the off times because I went on Sunday and it was. It was motherfucking crowded in that bitch. I was like, it, "Oh it, my it, god!" It be jumping the weekends. Everybody child. trying to, everybody trying to lift weights for the game. Yes, they are. They was trying to get the weights in. But uh, but nah, I thanked them and stuff, and I appreciate it. And I think it's important. I wanted to highlight that dude just because I know for me personally, there's a lot of anxiety around the gym and working out and lifting weights and all that right. stuff it in the be first place. Uh, it can be intimidating and also you know the, the the anxiety and the negativity of some of the culture you know you see what people say like oh I hate the first of the year why y'all in the gym uh, mm-hmm. uh, knowing the, that those are the people that, that uh, keep your rates low <laughs> the people that you know uh, put videos up of people like using the machine wrong or right. oh look at this fat person trying to work out which I'm like isn't that what the fuck y'all want bitch but uh, right <laughs> But, you know, like, so it's one of those things where um, you can get in your, I can get in my own head about it. And so it was actually really kind and sweet of him. And then I got in the car, I was heading home, and I thought, what if he's a plant? (laughs) What? What if he's a plant? That would be genius. If you're the YMCA. (laughs) And you have personal trainers, you should hire people 
that oh, wait on the people to go home after the first session because the first one is free. Them. Yeah. The first one is free. So you need to get me to stay with it so you can get my money the next month. Why don't you have this dude pretend like he, oh, okay, we need a, uh, okay, so we got a black man in his 40s coming to work out. Give me another black man in his 40s. He could have made that whole story up. <laughs> He's he like, yeah, I, I used to be 300 pounds. Now I'm 210 pounds. And I'm like, wow, good for you. But he could always have been 210 pounds. He could have gained weight. I don't know, know, Carlos. I never seen him again. <laughs> that man could have been a paid actor. <laughs> he just goes to the next while to convince me. <laughs> and honestly, if you're not doing that at all these gyms, you fucking should. If you're yes, a personal you trainer, you should hire a homie. Like, you know, like whoever, whatever demographic the person is in. So if it's like a woman, hire a woman. And just wait for the motherfucker to leave to go to that car and they just had a person awkwardly bump into him like, oh my God. Oh, you been getting some personal training too? Let me tell you. It's worked for me. I'm getting pussy two times a day. <laughs> like, oh wow, that's what I want. <laughs> and I eat anything I want now. And I do what I, I just my, Plus if I said a trainer grift. <laughs> yeah, my blood pressure went down. I dunked on I dunked the basketball yesterday. <laughs> This is a genius. Uh, anyway, this get some fake testimonials. Um, and uh, I'll leave it there for the banter today. I think I can slip slip my other banter into some articles okay. that we have later. All right, let's get into um, the show after an, another uh, interlude with another beat. for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right talk about stuff in the news y'all okay most deaf clarifies his critique of drake okay he see they asked him some more and he he gave us some some, some more. more answers okay okay he said okay y'all want to know i got something for y'all um i got the video on twitter uh let me pull it up for everybody so we can watch as a family okay um so yeah, uh, this is what he's clarifying his thoughts, and this is exactly what I thought he meant. Free everything that need to be free. Drake, if you would like to speak to me directly, you can at any point. I reached out to Chappelle, asked him to reach out to you. I DM'd you. You are a very talented MC. Uh, but for me. I require more of myself and others than just talent or charm or charisma, particularly in times of urgent crisis. And what I would like to see in terms of 
creators or creative people in the world as it relates to our culture is for people to connect with us beyond the jukebox or the dance floor. You know, a fair weather friend can hardly be called a friend at all. The people who party with you, that's cool, but will they show up if you had the triage? So that's that was this video. One thing I think is interesting about that is most deaf talking like that. Most deaf ain't put out music in so goddamn long. When was it a fifteen years? Like where where is did you stop caring about us, most deaf? You went to Africa and was like, I'm skipping child support and uh by the way, black people, y'all on your own. I'm not that's it for the music. Uh but yeah, but um, it is kind of what I always thought it was. And um, people are saying, like, Drake should meet with most deaf and they should have a discussion because he talks about how he reached out to him and he reached out through Chappelle and he would like he's open to talking to Drake and and, and all this stuff. And honestly, I I don't see why Drake would do that. And I don't think he should. Me either. What would be the point? You said what you said and I heard you. Right. He says, first of all, I don't hate anyone. My opinion is mine. It's legal in all states. As far as I'm aware, it's not an opportunity to try to slander him or clown on him. I've reached out to him. I have no responses yet. I'm not keen to talk about people or to them through a screen. I prefer to talk to people directly, but I will say this. The young man's very talented. He's been very successful with that talent. I have no issue with his success or anything he's been able to achieve as a result of his talent. Um... I do feel that some of the criticism that he's received in the past has been mean-spirited or unfair, so I don't want to participate in that. Yeah, well, you hey, were clowning did. him with that excuse shit. Right. Like, that was that was mean-spirited and, and funny. Mm-hmm. Not, I'm it not mad funny, at it, but, but yeah. it is what it is. Mm-hmm. You were joking on him. I never had no issue with you personally. I don't know you well enough to have any sort of issue with you in that regard. Nonetheless, it's not sacrilegious to have a critique or opinion of a public figure, particularly one of that magnitude in current modern culture. Um, and so he said, Drake, if you'd like to speak to me directly, you can at any point. I reached out to Chappelle, asked him to reach out to you. I DM'd you. You're a very talented MC, but for me, I require, and that's when we get into the this mm-hmm. part I played. Yeah, his opinion is his opinion, and, you know, it's one of those things where he just requires certain things of his music, and that's fine. But that ain't the that ain't what Drake's about, and that's not the or that's not the audience that he's catering towards. And it's just always been exactly what I thought it was. Drake, it's just most Yasin Bay. He's Drake ain't his type of nigga, right? That's it. It's that simple. Like it was, and. I w- if I'm Drake, I'm not meaning with him because one, everything I've done has gotten me to the place where I'm at. The magnitude in the culture has been about the absence of commentary for him. Um, and I'm not saying it's impossible for him to start commentating, but it will be as fake as, as the shit he puts out now, in my opinion, because like, well, where would this come from? Right. So a dude called you out and now you do have an opinion about politics too? We don't even know what this nigga's opinions are. Mm-mm. Everybody says this shit because they what they really want is an amplifier for their own political views. But at the end of the fucking day, you don't know what this man thinks and what if Drake has fucked up views on women. What do you think he thinks about you know actual policies and political things and social issues? I don't want to know that shit. Yeah, everybody wants everybody to talk because they assume that everybody's gonna talk about the shit they want to talk or some shit they agree. And the second they say some shit they don't agree, shut the fuck up. You cannot have it both ways. Either say nothing which is why a lot of people do say nothing 
Because a lot of people go, I'm going to say nothing. I'm going to be a blank slate and you put on me whatever you will. And I'm going to keep it trucking. Uh, because for a lot of people, it's a safe space. And I completely understand that because y'all niggas is baffling. Nobody knows what people are going to like from day to day. Yeah. Like I said, I, it was what I thought. He don't really respect what Drake does. And he thinks Drake should take his entire shit a whole different direction but if i'm drake and this is the thing that i think is interesting if i'm drake or his crew of people or whoever drake has gotten the respect that is so coveted when you're on top it might not be from our generation but who the fuck gives a fuck what 40 year olds think in hip-hop yeah for the most part if you're drake the people that made him number one Mm -hmm. aren't those people Mm mm-hmm you know, those people don't leave the house. Those people don't. Those people go to bed at, at nine. Like, right. They don't really club like that. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it don't really like it don't really matter for the for what he says his goals are, which is just to sell albums and make money. Um, So I don't even like I'm more surprised at the insecurity around Drake's fans and Drake himself to really even spend any time addressing this shit because it's kind of like what the fuck am i supposed to do it's like if if dick gregory was shitting on kevin hart kevin hart would be a fool to be like well let me go meet with dick gregory like nah you 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 got it he's never gonna respect you just gonna let you know that right now Mm -mm. no conversation is gonna truly make that man respect you and two his respect ain't the end of the world you've been getting you've been winning without his respect for years for over a decade drake's been running hip-hop without the respect of most deaf who has not been making music so I, I think we just are using most by proxy to shit on Drake. Yes. Uh, Kristen Cinema or Kirsten Cinema, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, caught flying private jets on taxpayer money. No shit. She is. She seemed like a old airplanes in the bio ass nigga. Yeah, she's terrible. She's a horrible person. She's catching flack for spending $210,000 of taxpayer money. Goddamn, what's, what's you flying? To travel on private jets since 2020. So she's on, that's only in the last four years, which is a lot more than her peers usually spend on the luxury. U.S. senators have annual budgets to fund their offices, and cinema spending a large part of hers on charter flights is raising hackles about how she could have better spent that money to serve her constituents. Uh, examining public records, the Daily Beast found that she took at least 11 trips on private planes in the last four years. Five were in 2023. She spent $116,000 on those flights. Almost all the flights were for travel within the state of Arizona. Oh, wow. Damn. She also took you one. You didn't leave the state? <laughs> Goddamn. I thought you was going somewhere. You going 30 miles? Bitch, you could have put up your tank and drove. The fuck is this? She also took one private jet from D.C. to Arizona during that period as well. Federal lawmakers usually fly commercially when they travel between D.C. and their home states. Uh, that flight cost, uh, that flight was for her and four staffers. It cost $50,000 and used a company that specializes in luxury flight experiences. So not even just a private jet, which is already luxury to my broke ass. Right. But they needed the, like, top flight, you know, the limo of private jets. That's wild. Bitch, do your job. Do your motherfucking job. And this is not part of it. For comparison, the other senator from Arizona, Senator Mark Kelly, also who is a Democrat, didn't use his uh, Senate budget for private jets at all. And he travels to many of the same places that cinema does. But this is the thing. These people, one, 
I feel like they know they're not long for these roles. Right. Two, so they grift in the system while they can. And two, it's kind of a symptom of the Trump shit. It's it's this idea of like, I'm a star. I'm I'm not serving the public. The public is here to serve me. It's about how I feel and what I want. And I'm not beholden to my constituents. I'm beholden to how the fuck I feel. Like, whatever I want to do is what the fuck I'm going to do. And she's the ultimate example of that because so many of her voters actually feel betrayed because mm-hmm. she campaigned on she the opposite of what she did. This isn't a, you know, a new thing came up and how would, how would I know how to handle that? It was, she's like, oh, no, I'm against this. Actually, I'm not. I'm for that, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, I'm, I think that's kind of interesting. And, and, yeah, these records are all public, so people are looking all this shit up now. Good, good. You know, she been said she been going to run again. I said, yes, bitch, because you know nobody's going to support you and endorse you because you lied. Right. You and uh, uh, whatchamacallit was fucking holding up votes and shit and doing bullshit, just slowing down just because you goddamn could. She's the fucking worst. Yeah. Um, And then... You know, I guess keeping it even, keeping it fair. Uh, NPR reports that Cori Bush is under investigation after hiring her husband as security. Um, security? Yeah, because it's a pay. You know, it's kind of like how. What is security in the house? It's kind of like how with Black Lives Matter, um, the, one of the, they, like she hired her, one of the women that runs it hired like her husband to, or boyfriend or ex-husband or something to like do music at a party and bought a house. And then eventually it's like, people are like, wait, this is just you hooking up a friend, you know? Um, but yeah, uh, she confirmed that the department of justice is investigating her campaign spending on security services. That's the DOJ. Yeah. They were like, uh, yeah, you need real security and that ain't it. Yeah. And I'll say this about the DOJ, man, because I think people get it twisted all the time. They think, well, we have a Democratic president and we have Merrick Garland. He should just be going after Republicans and his job should be to protect Democrats and all that stuff. And between the Hunter Biden thing and this, I I actually and I actually think this is not just smart and savvy, but I think it's principled. Their job should not be to play favorites. Mm -hmm. The opposite of Trump is not to do trump stuff but for democrats right the opposite of the opposite of lie is truth the opposite of injustice is justice it's not now it's our turn to get away with it trump can only really win if democrats embrace the idea of we need a democrat trump i think that's one of the reasons a lot of people are dissatisfied with biden Mm -hmm. um even and this is before palestine all that stuff i'm saying just in general a lot of people have had a malaise about Biden and his administration because they're actually just trying to run good government. They're not trying to be like, well, Trump would have held a press conference and said blank. I'm a hold a press conference and say blank or say the opposite of blank. I like normalcy and they getting shit back to normal. Trump would have did executive order. I'm gonna do executive order. Like they, they're not, they're trying to be like, let's follow the laws. Let's be as unbiased as possible. Correct. Okay. They think there's smoke with my son. You think this nigga don't want to protect his son, but he's like, I can't, I because Trump would. Yes. I can't let that be what this office is reduced to. Um, but yes, yeah, so now they're looking at her. She says, since before I was sworn into office, I've endured relentless threats to my physical safety and life. 
uh, as a rank and file member of Congress, I am not entitled to personal. I am not entitled to personal protection by the House, and instead, I've used campaign funds as permissible to retain uh, security services. She says she's fully cooperating, and the Justice Department declined to comment. Um, she's uh, the St. Louis Democrat says she's retained her now husband as part of her security team, and claims he is able to provide services at or below market rate. Um, Congressional ethics rules for members of the House of Representatives permit family members to be paid from campaign funds for bona fide services so long as payments do not exceed fair market value. So hopefully this investigation comes back and it's no big deal. You know, I, I mean, I hope she gets cleared of it. I don't wish any ill will towards Cori Bush. I know there's mm-hmm. uh, I know there's obviously Republicans and racists that hate her, which is one of the reasons she needs security. Um, and they're always constantly pointing out the hypocrisy, quote unquote, of her being a anti-police person, but armed security person. But I feel like, um, I don't know that those two things are, uh, ethically, yeah, ethically, um, you know, like adversaries to each other. I think you may need personal security, but also be like what police do is fucked up. Um, but that being said, um, I hope, like I said, I hope she's cleared of it and all that stuff, but there's also a lot of Democrats that don't fuck with Cori Bush cause she's part of the squad and they've been, you know, super critical sometimes of, uh, the, uh, older and more have to be mainstream middle of the road Democrats. And so there's, I'm sure there's people that mm-hmm. are, you know, giddy, that she's being investigated, but I honestly hope she's cleared um, simply because I don't think it would be a good look if she was, I don't think it's a good look for Democrats or anybody. If something, if there's some wrongdoing found here, it's obviously a bad look for her, but I think it's a bad look for a lot of people. And that squad of people kind of need the faith and belief of people that may not have that much belief in mainstream democratic party mm-hmm. issues. So, you know, if, 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 if she's found to have done some shit, it might be bad. You know, I think so too. Uh, let's see. According to the office of congressional ethics staffed by career government employees, they found no evidence of wrongdoing in an investigation last year and voted unanimously to dismiss, dismiss the case. The investigation first came to light on Monday when the house clerk publicly informed lawmakers of a subpoena received by the house sergeant at arms. So are they saying it's over already? Oh, in addition to the justice invest. Okay. She also was, uh, investig uh she's also been investigated by the federal election commission and the house committee on ethics um so uh security concerns are front of mind for lawmakers yeah after january 6th yes like i'm surprised they don't all got it paul pelosi, paul pelosi got ran up on in his own crib i like i I would not blame anybody that needs that got some security mm-hmm. i would i was surprised they not strapped you know, right. y'all gonna y'all gonna protest in Nancy Pelosi house. She gonna come out with that with with, with the, the blicky. <laughs> she gonna with come out with that thing on her. Y'all fuck with her. She gonna mow y'all down. She be like, "Bitch, I gave up the job. What more do y'all want? Pow, 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 pow. I gave up the job. <laughs> y'all got everything you wanted. Yeah, this is a dangerous time, man. Speaking of dangerous times, Texas is spoiling for a civil war. This is in the nation. So there's a border fight going on. I think we've talked about this, but mm-hmm. you know, the barbed wire thing at the border. People to, talking about that's how he, unhumane it is. Like, dog, y'all just fucking these people up. 
Right. And so the federal government said they got to take that shit down. Mm-hmm. Uh, or at least they gave permission. The, the the Supreme Court gave permission to the federal government to go take the barbed wires down while they debate and deliberate, I guess, on, you know, the merits of the case. Texas is like, no, we're not going to let y'all come do it. And so now people are like, is this the start of the Civil War? Like, is this, is Texas trying to pull some, like, we're not part of the United States. You can't tell us what to do. Um, And so, you know, we ready to take on the whole government. Um, And I just want to say, y'all, Y'all don't want that. Mm-mm. No, you do not. I know you might think you want that. But y'all don't know what you're asking for. Y'all boys do not want... We are not built the same. <laughs> no, you don't want that. Y'all boys do not want to smoke with the federal government. With the with the military military? I know y'all probably got some Texas military. But like, the rest of the military versus y'all in the fair one? Uh, do y'all even have nukes down there? What? Like I, the, like I, I hope y'all don't think it's gonna be back to the days of motherfucking coonskin hats and the Alamo. Mm. Then y'all lose the Alamo. Like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> the fuck is happening right now? Like it, y'all motherfuckers gonna get drone strike to death and not even see it coming. Like, stop playing. Y'all better win this shit in court. Right. Yeah, uh, instead of cutting through the razor wire and arresting the people trying to obstruct the federal government, the Biden administration sued. I'm going to say this part really slowly for the MAGA tourists. This this person has a lot of attitude that wrote this. Preventing federal officials from carrying out their duties is a crime. The federal Mm -hmm. government has nearly unfettered authority to make national immigration policy. And even if you watch too much Fox News to believe that, it certainly has total constitutional authority to patrol the nation's borders. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I I guess they trying to... They've been sending migrants to the other states and shit. Like, they've been doing all this stuff for... Like, they want the smoke. And I'm just like, bruh, this, this Daniel Boone shit is over. They have, like, this is not the days of a wagon wheel and, you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody's surround the, everybody's surround the, 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 the carriage and, and, and pull out the muskets. Like, and I know motherfuckers like, but I got the AR-15, bro. They got some shit that'll blow out your back from where they stay at. What? The confidence of white people is amazing. Mm -hmm. Because only white people could believe their state that they could do that bullshit could take on the rest of the united states like oh my god like what what oh man i this is wild as fuck to me uh but yeah i guess if they want to i mean i hope hopefully this shit will get resolved peacefully i know they got the Mm -hmm. most guns but they don't have more guns than the fucking military you don't have more guns. When you wanted to militarize your police, you know what you did? You bought the equipment from the real military. Yes, you did. 
who was giving you they old shit. You got the military play clothes. You got they hand-me-downs. Yes, you, yes. They outgrew them Humvees. You don't want this smoke. What the fuck is wrong? Who could be this goddamn delusional? Oh, come on down here, Joe Byron. I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> if you really real. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah, and, and uh, the the crazy part about this, back, back to voting, who you put in office matters. Because anybody else would have been in that position, they'd have had enough fucking common sense not to be like, okay, we'll do it and we'll just take your shit, we just take the shit to trial. He right. like, no. Right. I mean, and with this Supreme Court, you're better off waiting on the trial because they might rule in your favor. Right. You know, these, this tri- this is a Republican Supreme Court that believes power is the ultimate, you know, uh, power. <laughs> like, we got, listen, we already got it, so what y'all gonna do? And then the, you still would you still would fuck around with the real government with the real military are you serious there aren't enough guns in where boy y'all police couldn't stop a school shooting right these niggas will they they will drone you in their pajamas they will they they, they will blow y'all up what they will unleash like robot dogs and shit on y'all. What are y'all doing? So just some good old boys. Y'all gonna stop the Civil War reenactment and be like, all right, now put the real bullets in the in the guns. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's not smart at all. It's actually really stupid. Oh my god, these niggas, y'all. I swear to God, amazing, amazing. Only white people. I, yeah, I it. No, no, yeah, I guess they gotta find out. I guess they just got to find out, you know, like I, I still remember watching that documentary about the move bombing and being like, yep, that's, that's what they will do. I mean, y'all ain't see Waco. Like, that wasn't even a whole military. It's just like some federal officers. that was like, yeah, just blow the shit up. They don't want to come out. Like, it's just like, yeah, after a while, they're going to be like, we tired of talking. The fuck this. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man whatever uh let's see what else happened um there's a travel advisory issue for jamaica as americans plan spring break and summer vacations oh, what happened uh the state department is flagging crime and health concerns at the popular caribbean caribbean destination oh no uh, they say violent crimes such as home invasions, armed robberies, sexual assaults, and homicides are common. Sexual assaults occur frequently, including at all-inclusive resorts, and local police often do not respond effectively to serious criminal incidents. Wow, did not know that. There's uh, that's probably the scariest paragraph I'm gonna read all day. God damn. I don't. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know enough on the ground about Mm-mm. the situation. Uh, in the event of an emergency, the State Department also warned high-level or specialized health care may not be available in the island nation, and patients may be required to pay for medical care up front. Um, they're only asking travelers to reconsider visiting Jamaica. It's not advised us to avoid the country, but it does outline some high-risk areas with certain U.S. government personnel are prohibited from traveling due to the risk of crime. Uh, those areas are include but not li- m- limited to Montego Bay, downtown Kingston, P- 
part of St. Anne's Parish near Ocho Rios and certain neighborhoods in Negril. And all of these are like tourist areas, particularly Montego Bay. If I'm not mistaken, that's like mm-hmm. one of the largest. When most people fly into Jamaica, that's literally the, the number one airport, if I'm not mistaken. They also are strongly encouraging traveler's insurance, including medical yeah. evacuation insurance before traveling to Jamaica as many health care providers overseas won't accept U.S. health insurance. That's what I did when we went. I made sure that I had uh, 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 that type of coverage. A lot of people don't think about that shit, mm-hmm. but you don't want to have to pay out of pocket, dog. Like, like I was like, nope, I will pay the up extra upfront cost to be sure I am covered in case some shit happened to me. They were like, bitch, what the fuck is a blue cross and blue shield? We don't know what no goddamn United Healthcare is. Yeah, I don't, I don't know enough about it, man. So, um, yeah, that's that just sounds scary, but you know, I'm sure you never know when it comes to like black shit. So, who knows what's real? Uh, Gen Z's gender divide is huge and unexpected. Something strange is happening between Gen Z men and women over the past decade. Poll after poll has found that young people are growing more and more divided by gender on a host of political issues. Since 2014, women between the ages of 18 and 29 have steadily become more liberal each year, while young men have not. Today, female Gen Zers are much more likely to uh, than their male counterparts to vote care more about political issues and participate in social movements and protests. Yeah. I forgot. I don't remember if it was like a news article to NPR or something like that, but they were talking about young men, like this same group of young men. And they was talking about how it's a crisis and it was like, people are ignoring the crisis that a lot of young men are facing be it, a lot of them are undereducated. A lot of them don't make as much money as women. And a lot of them, they don't know how to handle it because patriarchy, it, you know, tells them something different. And all of a sudden this thing that they were promised <laughs> is not coming through, you know, the way that they were told. And a lot of them are not responding well. A lot of younger men, men, men in general, but particularly the younger group are having a lot more, uh, they're more isolated having a lot more uh, uh, mental issues and things like that. They were talking about these are things that aren't, aren't addressed because they're men. And a lot of times men don't share, men don't talk. You know, boys are taught, boys will be boys. They, they, they don't express themselves. Like, y'all go through shit. And it's one of these things where it would be very beneficial if patriarchy and society wouldn't treat y'all a certain way because it is actually kind of a, a backlash into how, how a lot of men are responding to the society around them. Cause they're afraid of being judged, afraid of being called less of a man or what, but I'm talking particularly straight men and things like that. Yeah. It's interesting though, because this is about like voting and caring about political issues, not necessarily just like their particular well being, but the fact is that men are, you know, men and women of the younger generation are quickly quicker than ever by at no time in the past quarter century has there been such a rapid divergence between the views of young men and women the startling speed of the change suggests something more significant is going on than just new demographic patterns such as rising rates of education or declining adherence to religion the change points to some kind of cataclysmical event after speaking with more than 20 Gen Zers, my colleagues at the Survey Center on American Life and I found that among women, no event was more influential to their political development than the Me Too movement. Yeah. So I don't think it's just a mental health thing. I don't think you're wrong. I just think that that's always been true about boys and men. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a crisis with suicide and all the stuff. But mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff is really more about, um, I think, even in this case, 
a lot of that's really about the internet. Yeah. It's yeah, really yeah, about social yeah, media. Yes, yes. It's, it impacts them more, like you say, 10 years from now when, when my niece gets to the age where, where they graduate and start going into their fields, they're going to be they're gonna be the ones that give studies about this shit. How does Facebook affect your mind? How does Twitter, TikTok, like they're going to be the generation because they grew up in the shit. Like most, their, all their lives have been online. They haven't had that, that, that difference like people in their 40s and 50s where you literally have, for right now, spent more time offline and online so for us it's a transition they didn't have that transition they were thrust into it whether they want it to be or not they had pictures of them put it on put online whether they want it to be or not they've had cameras and shit pointed at them whether they they didn't have a choice a lot of the times and so um i think that uh for this generation that is big me too was huge for them it was very empowering for them you know, you know how to, you know, you a certain generation, you know how to brand the bras and all that stuff. You know, that was quote unquote another generation's kind of freedom thing for women. That that was theirs. Cause I could see a lot of them open up their eyes for the first time and be like, "This is some bullshit." Yeah, let me speak out. Like, no, you won't. And I think also for a lot of women, uh, they quote unquote people don't want to hear this. They going for the first time. They go, "Oh, I don't have to settle for less. I don't have to deal with the abuse. I don't have to be attached to a man, like type of thing." I don't have to put up with shit that I don't want to put up with anymore. And that's a difference too. And men, men, there are a lot of them, but they've been promised women and the women are like, no. And all of a sudden they don't know how to handle it. I think also the me too movement happened in 2017. Like the movement movement. I know Tarana Burke and kind of created the phrase 2006 and all that stuff, but the me too movement that sparked off in 2017 is partially a reaction to uh, Hillary Clinton losing. Yes. And uh, the uh, the thing about sexism that is different than all the other isms and phobias is that sexism is the one no one believes is happening and that they're not capable of participating in or doing. Correct. Um and not, like they're just no this is just how it is i didn't vote for hillary clinton because she's a bad person and it has nothing to do with that well you voted for joe biden he also participated in everything that you said hillary clinton did and more yes so and factually he there's literally more stuff and it's like well that's different right because he's a man no it's, it's not because he's a man right it and it's never that way um not to get on one but i'll get on one for a second it's kind of a tangent but there's this big debate going on online right now about Avatar. The Avatar, they're doing a live-action Netflix version of it. Mm-hmm. And the producers, showrunners, whoever, came out in the article and said they toned down and took out Sokka, who's one of the main protagonists. They took out his sexism. So in the cartoon, Sokka, who's a young, like a teenager, uh, when you meet him or whatever, maybe 12 or so by the end, he's, you know, grown ass man. But his thing is always like, girls can't do this and girls can't do that. And then, you know, the girls of the avatar who are uh, also amazing protagonists with powers and shit, mm-hmm. they eventually, you know, they, they always are amazing. And then his male privilege eventually like melts down and he, you know, grows out of it. And that's his character art partially part of it. And so they say we took it out because they they're like, 
we feel like it wouldn't play as well today as it did in 2006 or whatever. Agreed. Whenever Avatar first came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and also in live action, it doesn't come across the same as a cartoon, which I'm just going to take their word for that. We haven't seen it yet, but, mm-hmm. you know, live action is different than a cartoon. Certain, okay. certain things that are jokes and whatnot. Uh, don't come across the same with a real person's face and them saying something. Right. But the other thing that can't be ignored is that the context of the times have changed into which there was no Andrew Tate when the Avatar The Last Airbender came out. Right. There was no Kevin Samuels. There was no Manosphere. There wasn't YouTubers getting millions of views saying every woke, quote-unquote, version of a marvel movie or character i hate them and here's why you should hate them too and rallying around young young men to hate these women at early ages when they're consuming fucking hero content and superheroes in costumes and capes and there are men who make a living going you should hate brie larson and here's why Mm -hmm. right that wasn't happening when that shit came out and so now it is and I applaud them for ha- recognizing, like, yeah, probably should drop that. But there's an argument about it. People haven't seen this thing yet. They haven't even given it a chance. And they're like, this is, they have to have the sexism. How the fuck else is that going to show growth in this character? How can this character mature? This is part of his core arc. And it's like, one, you can always write something else. Yes. It doesn't have to be sexism. I, as if you're a fan of Avatar, my idea, just make them jealous of people that have bending powers. Sokka never had bending powers. He did not. All you have to do is make him envious of his sister who has bending powers and Ang and uh, tough when he means tough. And you just, and that that and him growing to accept like I can still contribute and help, and 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 that this hate was coming from an insecurity within me. It's still a metaphor and a parallel to the idea of hating somebody for being different than you, but and then learning that your differences actually make both of you valuable and that you can help in different ways and this person was never in your way. You can still do that. But the fact that people are like, it's just a little sexism. What's the problem? That's the issue. I'm not saying right. sexism should never be in any TV show, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. But these little girls who are going to be watching this fucking show. Right. Probably come up with something else. It's not necessary for them. If you if it's so fucking necessary, go watch the original cartoon. It's out there. It's out there. Mm-hmm. So it's, so, but it's this idea that, and the reason I say that I know it's different is because for the vast majority of people, if he was, if he started as a racist, or homophobic or something like that people will be like yeah i see why you had to change it right sex sexism is the one thing none of us we all believe is happening none of us have ever seen any none of us have ever done it and we've definitely not participated in it and 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 we're always just being 100 percent fair it's just have you if i look in a room and i say damn it's it's only two black people in this in this room and uh, you know for these movers and shakers people go yeah it's because of racism if I say it's only two women in this room, it's like because there were only two qualified women. What's the problem? Like that's that's how a lot of people are treating it. So of course, young women became activated after Hillary mm-hmm. and Me Too and Roe. Roe was overturned yes! last year. This is one of the reasons I'm telling people this apathy shit that y'all are doing. 
This fucking like, hey man, they both the same to me shit. No, they are. It's a slap in the face to people whose bodies and minds are on the line, whose livelihoods are on the line, and including yourself. You should slap yourself in the face sometimes. Because it's like it's this not the time to fuck around. Mm -hmm. And of course, the privileged people are fucking around. That's why when you see like even social media trend towards apathy and towards like fuck it, it don't really matter. I don't care what their race is. I don't care what their status is, whatever. That is a person speaking from a place of privilege of, I think it'll be fine either way. I don't care if they're black. I don't care if they put it in their bio. I don't care if whatever check mark you check off, I don't care. Because whatever version of that check mark you are, you are existing in a place of privilege. You know, obviously, social media that is text driven, it, it lends towards people that have the time. Yeah. People that are educated. People that are literate, people that have jobs where they can do fuck around on the internet yeah, all day. People that can afford phones like the internet and shit like that, right? Yeah, I'm counting myself among these people. I'm Agreed. privileged to have these things. The difference is I don't stop and go, yeah, and I don't give a fuck. If if Trump take office, fuck it. If if the Democrats lose, fuck them. It's they fault. I'm a boy, I'm gonna go outside Nancy Pelosi house and leave motherfucking Mike Johnson house and Hakeem Jeffries house alone because I got the time, fuck it. Why not? You know what I mean? Like, that is the level of privilege people exist in with and the lack of empathy people have. And so I'm not surprised that when you look at a group where one group is women and the other group has male privilege, that the group that has male privilege in this day and age, as divided as we are, with the kerosene that is social media and the internet, that these motherfuckers are like, yeah, fuck them. I don't care. Okay, so y'all got sexually assaulted. What's how's that a problem for me? If anything, I feel attacked that y'all talking about it. Right. That is what that's what the climate is that these people are living through, especially these younger folks. You know that never like and they, not that it was ever great between men and women, but they never even had the illusion because motherfuckers are literally making content. We've covered gender wars on this show all the time. This is their reality. All the time. All the time. This shit is their reality. Mm -hmm. People lonelier than ever. The more likely to have a cyber type of relationship and cyber uh, community with each other than a physical community with each other. And this is the shit that's happening there. So I'm not surprised by this divide. I wonder how you fix it. Because I don't know what you do to fix this shit. You know? And at the end of the day, these are the people that supposed to be together in some level i'm not saying all these people are straight but you know what i mean the 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 idea is that these people need to be community at some point how do you have community with a motherfucker that just told you i don't care about voting on your right to have a kid or not have a kid or be forced to have a kid i don't really care because it's not my thing right um so yeah i i think i think that's kind of interesting that it's going that way and of course men are shifting to the right which we see anecdotally all the time but even even after in the um in the post voting polls and and reports and stuff we see all the time that it's just trickling over every group of men trickling over a little bit more conservative across the board yeah women too but not as high rate as men you know especially over this trump shit so i i don't know what you do with it but yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's a bad thing, and uh, I can't imagine it. It's going to worsen before it gets better. And I can't imagine it ir- 
the irreparable harm that will be done if Trump wins this year? I can't even imagine. People do not understand. He has already told us that the remix, the mixtape, the part two is going to be worse than the part one. And maybe it's just me. I understand that social media and people online make you think that uh, everything is so short-term, short-term memory, and people just can't remember. And people are in a delusion when it comes to him. And all of a sudden, people act ignorant and stupid like they don't remember the trauma and the shit that he caused the country. We are still recovering from the bullshit that he passed years ago. People wonder why. When they file their taxes, more people are owing than ever before. You can't write shit off. A lot, a lot, a lot of this because last year, the year before last, the tax shit. We gonna simplify shit. That shit kicked in. So all the homeowners, all of a sudden, you can't write certain stuff off. You, 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 you. All of a sudden, interest and shit. You can't do that. All of a sudden, people that used to get refunds are now owing. More people are owing more than ever before. And uh, uh, I was listening to the daily, and at the end of the daily, they were talking about a dude uh, 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 since the five years in jail because he released the tax records of Trump and all them going. These niggas ain't paying nothing. You know, but yet everybody else's taxes is going up. And, you know, it's one of those things where, like I said, I will never forget how I felt when he was elected the first time. I will never forget. And that is an anger that actually sits in my soul forever. And it's something that I will never forget. And I mean that. Like, like I, I have no, I, I'm not apathetic. No, fuck him. And I said it, and I meant it, and I'm standing by that statement. Um, And so I don't want to hear anything else. Ain't no compromise. Ain't no two sides. No. It's And, and people go, well, we know we're going to. I remember somebody wrote to the show and said, we know we know the fuck we don't. That was the problem. He was all over the goddamn place. I like stability. I like boring. I like normal. I like waking up every day and not knowing that the fucking world's going to be on fire. I like waking up knowing he ain't going to fuck with somebody and all of a sudden gas is $5 a gallon. I like waking up every day and having a goddamn peace of mind. I like a boring, regular-ass president and vice president. I like that shit. I goddamn love it. I like shit running how it's supposed to run. I don't like waking up every day and a motherfucker sitting on his toilet goddamn shitting and, and, and just causing goddamn chaos. I like this shit and I don't want to give it up because you too, you pe- because people are so stupid and so ignorant that they are so self-centered that they think they're safe. Bitch, you not. He coming after every fucking body. Anything you got on a goddamn list, he coming for it, bitch. LGBTQ, he coming for it. Black people, he coming for it. Women, he coming for it. Poor white people, he don't give a fuck about y'all. He wouldn't spit on you if you was on motherfucking fire. Y'all in the same goddamn boat we are, but you under the delusion of white supremacy that you think you're going to get the shit that he getting never. He would never give it to you. Y'all being punished too. I was, I was listening to NPR and they was talking to some farmers and the, and one of the farmers was like, I'm not going to vote for, for, for Trump because when Trump got in office and he did that thing with the steel, he was like, well, God damn, my money went all of It's like, yes, but that's the shit you voted for. You voted for that. You know, but instead of you taking accountability and responsibility for your own actions, you're going to blame everybody else but yourself. So, no, I don't want to hear this bullshit. I'm voting, for, I'm voting for Biden. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck if he's in goddamn wheelchair. I don't give a fuck how old he is. He got my motherfucking vote. Yeah, I, I think 
there's a lot of women that have been forced to be in that mentality and nothing because they always had their back to the wall. They're more accepting of it. And, um, because ultimately societal, uh, a society without rules and chaos and anarchy that everyone covets and loves on in theory is a society that's going to protect you even less than what we got now. Right. It's never, you know, it's the reason that you have a hard time getting people to, it's the reason every abolish the police initiative failed. We it's been four or five years now at least. It's more than that even. More than that, because the Boston police stuff happened under Trump. So it's been a while. It's a reason they failed. It's because at the end of the day, people don't feel like, especially those of us who already feel like we're at the bottom, we don't feel like a lack of protection is gonna end up increasing our chaos is not a ladder for us. Mm-mm. And I think um women especially feel that. And I think if you go through any privilege group i feel like if you did this same study and said the divide between black and white people is increased more than ever politically i'd be like yeah it has because it's one group that's privileged and one group that's not if you you know uh i think that would be true of almost every single demographic because regardless of the mouthpieces we hear on their social medias and who they bring on the joy reed show to talk for all of us those people aren't really talking for all of us. A lot of us are just nose to the ground and we're just beyond arguing. You know, I was, someone on Twitter was uh, in my mentions today because I retweeted something about Nancy Pelosi and them protesting outside her house. And this person kind of ended the exchange. It was a very, you know, uh, cordial exchange. Like we disagree, but whatever, you know. But they were like, and I disagree with you with more than just this. And I said, I give my opinion for a living. I, if you had the platform I had, you'd get used to it. I, it's not like you're saying stuff I haven't considered. I arrived at a different conclusion than you. This is just life. Ain't that the truth. You know, if you don't like it, fine. Go. It's not like I can stop you from doing what you want to do. Do what you want to do. I don't have to think it's great. I don't have to agree with it. I don't have to think it's a smart strategy. I can go, yeah, I don't think that's smart. But you, I can't stop you from doing it. I, I never... Uh, I was never big on the like abolish the police shit, but I was also like, I'm not like going out to march against them. Good luck. Maybe your solution will be the solution. And I'll look up five years from now and be like, thank God. Wow. They really were on to something with that shit or which never happens. you be looking at me like, damn, I thought Rob was just a hater, but he was fucking right. That shit was never going to fly. Right. You know what I mean? But right. we don't get those emails. Anyway. We we, we, we sure don't. And it is also, you know, one of those things uh, about it, you know, when it comes to police and policing, we just want the police to do their job. Like, yeah, I was, I'm not trying to do the mm-hmm. whole thing. My point, I'm just trying to use mm-hmm. it as an example. I was mm-hmm. trying to rehash it. No problem. Um, all right. Let's, 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 how long have we been going? Mm-hmm. Oh, an hour and five minutes. All right. Let's uh, move into something else. Um, um, let's do some. Uh, oh, let's do some fucking with black people. Uh, as soon as I find the fucking with black people music. Uh, yeah, here we go. Fucking with black people. Fucking with black people. All right, players. It's time to do some fucking with black people. 
Uh, up first, Snoop Dogg says he has nothing but love and respect for Donald Trump now. Uh, so even though Snoop Dogg had put out music videos and talked shit about uh, Trump in the past and all this, apparently um, they asked him about this during an interview he had with the Sunday Times, and he said, Donald Trump, he ain't done nothing wrong to me. He has done only great things for me. He pardoned Michael Harris. Harris co-founded Death Row Records way back in the day, and Trump pardoned him in early 2021 after he spent years in b- behind bars. Uh, Snoop has trashed Trump in the past, especially at the start of his presidency in 2017, when he twice mocked and joked about the prospect of Donald Trump's death within his art. Yeah, it's a one where he had Donald Trump guy dressed as a clown and was pointing a gun in his head. Uh, first, there was a music video Snoop did at the time called for a song called Lavender, which ended with a clown version of Trump and Snoop firing a fake gun at him in the street. There was also a cover of Make America Crip Again which depicted Donald Trump as Trump as a uh, DOA. Um, and I do have pictures of both of these as evidence. If y'all want to see them. Um, dead on arrival. I'm assuming. Yeah. D- yeah. Okay. Dead on. You'll see the picture. Uh, this one is the one where he pointed the gun at a clown, Donald Trump in the lavender video. It looks like a mom. He has the mom hands. Mm. And then this is the toe tag one where it says Trump on a toe tag. With an American flag over the body, it says "Make America Crip Again." Snoop Dogg. Now I don't know if anyone actually listened to these albums or not. I haven't heard I have, much. I don't remember. I don't know if this one. was before, or after the gospel album, so maybe he wasn't saved at the time. I don't know what the I rules don't are. Know. I wasn't paying any, any attention. But he's done a one eighty because at the end of the day, man, a lot of these motherfuckers do not care about us. So like he did something good for me. Well, I have changed my mind. That's how a lot of people feel. Now, hopefully he don't vote, but still. Um, zero to 100. Oh, this gets a... I would say this gets a 75. Um, um, I'm fucked with, but also it's one of those things where... How can I say this? I don't put celebrities on these pedestals like a lot of people do. So, you know, I'm not looking to Snoop Dogg for my political, you know, foundation of who I am. For me personally, I, I don't look to him for the answers. Mm-hmm. So, to me, I'm fucked with, but kind of like, okay. Like, mm-hmm. like, like you voting, not voting, you saying Trump is the best or not ain't going to impact me. I'm right. still going to vote the way I'm going to vote. So, you gave it, what was the score again? 75. 75, yeah. I give it, I give it a 50. And the only reason I feel fucked with, because I'm not very surprised that whenever it's like a, these rich or famous like rap people like who kind of, it's so weird and sad to see, but it's like they fully come, we really come to this moment where it's not what it was built to be. It's not the renegade generation. It's just the status quo, you know, completely giving into it. And I'm not surprised that Snoop would be like, oh, he did me a favor, so fuck, fuck, fuck being against him. Um, and I think also it's the kind of thing that um 
there won't be like consequence. No one's gonna boycott Snoop for this shit, and mm-hmm. it, you know he's basically America's sweetheart. So mm-hmm. at the end of the day, he'll sell us some some other shit. He'll put up an Instagram post or something, and, and everybody will move on. But the reason I think it fucks with me, even the amount that it does, is because it fits into this trope of like look at these black men being the weakest link abandoning the republican party and so many people are participating in this and i'm not saying it's completely unwarranted but it isn't as warranted as people say meaning of the men black men are the highest likelihood to vote democrat of all men period and the only women group that is ahead of black men when it comes to voting democrat are black women and yet these motherfuckers like this tend to stick out and become the like running joke and meme and the, and you know, they become the real truth, but they don't represent me. They don't represent a lot of the black men. I know the vast majority of us, they don't, Mm-mm. we like, we might listen to Snoop Dogg's old albums, but we not right. like, we were never listening to them. Like who should I vote for? Nope. Um, and when you see ice cube and, and people like that come out and be, friendly with donald trump lil wayne you know when you see this shit it does fit like a mold but i guarantee if we did an actual survey of the of famous black men and shit they either be like man fuck donald trump or i'm not voting for him but yet these motherfuckers the ones that suck up all the oxygen in the room and get and and make it you know and it kind of trickles down to the rest of us so I, i just don't like that part of it but he's not he's not responsible for all that but he is part of the issue with all that to me mm-hmm. uh all right the uk to loan back ghana's looted crown jewels oh they're making them get that shit back i don't think you understood the headline what did i say say it again the uk to loan back ghana's looted crown oh, jewels. loan back bitch loan you took it the fuck is this <laughs> The UK is sending some of what, Ghana's. So now it's a fee for the shit that was mine anyway. The UK is sending some of Ghana's crown jewels back home 150 years after looting them from the court of the Asante King. The a gold peace pipe is among 32 items returning under long-term loan deals. You can borrow your shit back. Uh, you, oh, you want to ride your bike? I know I stole it and keep it at my house, but you go to the store, come back. Don't forget my cigarettes. The Victoria and Albert Museum is lending 17 pieces and 15 are from the British Museum. Ghana's chief negotiator, you had to negotiate, get your own shit back, uh, said he hoped for a new sense of cultural cooperation after generations of anger. I would take our shit and be like, come get it, bitch. I would too. Of my dead body. I'm Texas. Tread on me. Uh, some national museums in the UK, including the VNA and the British Museum, are banned by law from permanently giving back con- contested items in their collections, and loan deals such as this are seen as a way to allow objects to return to their countries of origin. Whose law, when, and why can't we change it? Right. Oh, ain't that some bullshit? So you mm-hmm. made a. So wait, you stole our shit. Then right. you made a rule that you. That you, you can't give it back. Our shit. You like no take backs. You like well, we, it's our shit though. We just want to came here. We tore, just tore oh, the thing I would, up. I would love to give it back. I would love to give it back. But Colonized as you, us. But as you can see, on the ninety day on the receipt, if you look at the bottom, it's been past ninety days. So we can only loan your shit back. That's yeah. You have to you have to look at the theft receipt. 
when we stole the shit, <laughs> remember that? We printed out a receipt, we gave it to you, and then I said, you know, uh, listen, if you, I mean, uh, you just barely missed it by a couple, you know, by a couple decades. Uh, but most, some countries laying claim to disputed artifacts fear that loans may be used to imply that they accept the UK's ownership. Mm-hmm. Right. Because that's probably part of the law, too. Like, we can loan it back as long as you recognize that we are the trooper super king, A1 Duke of New York masters. It's like, well, if that's how we can get our shit back. Okay, cool. Just understand it. That means we own the museum now. Yeah, which means we can come back and basically take it back at any time we want to, too. Tristam Hunt, director of the VNA, told the BBC that the gold items of court regalia are the equivalent of our crown jewels. They're not yours. You stole them. You stole them. They are literally, they are literally Ghana's crown jewels. Right. What? What in the gaslighting is happening here? Child, you come here, you make us put the queen on our money. The fuck is this? This really like you go to a person's house and see your stolen shit in their crib and they be like, I let I can let you borrow your Xbox back, but it's like, oh, this is my baby. This is my baby, though. I ain't giving up this thing. What's your login password again? I need to buy some stuff. Uh, the item had the items to be long, most of which were taken during the 19th century wars between the British and the Asante. Asante uh, include a sword or of state and gold badges worn by officials charged with cleansing the soul of the king. Mr. Hunt said the museums hold objects with origins in war and looting and military campaigns. We have a responsibility to the countries of origin to think about how we can share those more fairly today. Share. Y'all need to get that shit back. I'll tell you the most fair way. Give it back. Mm-hmm. That's get, the what's more fair than back. here you go. Do they have any of y'all shit over there? Right. Do they can can you just run up on the queen, take her diamonds, and be like, hey nigga, uh it was a military campaign. I don't mm-hmm. know what to tell you. We'll loan it back to you. They would not allow that, right. Y'all ain't got enough shit. Y'all king and queen don't even do nothing. Y'all don't ride dragons. Y'all don't got no motherfucking pussy poltergeist. Y'all just normal white people. Taking people's shit. That's what y'all... Oh, wow. Y'all wonder why I never rushed around. Um, it doesn't seem to me that all our museums will fall down if we build up these kind of partnerships and, and exchanges, uh, said Mr. Hunt. Uh, however, Mr. Hunt insisted the new cultural partnership is not restitution by the back door, meaning it is not a way to return permanent ownership to back the Ghana. You had to be clear about that, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying y'all can have it. Y'all can hold it for a little bit. 150 years from now, I'm going to need it back. I'll be dead. That's what I'm talking about. They can come back and get it at any time. You're, you'll be dead, guy who made the agreement. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, But now, it's not actually that long. It's a three-year loan agreement with the option to extend to a further three years. Like, they get the option? They had the first rights? <laughs> We're going to go ahead is. and extend it. <laughs> um, Yeah, the... uh. Um, and they are not, they said the three-year loan agreements with an option to extend to for a further three years are not with the Ghanaian government, but with Otunfo Ose Tutu II, the second, uh, the current Asante king known as Asante Hine, um, who, uh, attended the coronation of King Charles last year. 
The Asante Hene still holds an influential ceremonial role, although his kingdom is now part of Ghana's modern democracy. The items will go on display at the Manian Palace Museum in Kumasi, Kumasi, or Kumasi, the capital of the Asante region, the uh, celebrate the Asante Hene Silver Jubilee. Oh my God, white people, this is amazing. Uh, all right, Karen, zero to hundred. Now, just get to Jakaris. Y'all stole that shit. That shit is not y'all's in the first place. Right. And then you talking about you can have it, but we might want it back one day. Depends on what we feel like it. But y'all rode y'all ships in here, rode y'all troops in here, fucking slaughtered and killed the people, forced them to speak your language, forced them to put the queen on your dollar bills, colonized them, took all their shit, went back home, and then be like, yeah, because initially, I only think they want to acknowledge, they didn't even want to acknowledge the shit because acknowledging it meant they was wrong for taking it in the first place, but they fucking were. And so now they go, yeah, yeah, y'all right, we wrong. Okay, we're going to do this. So I'm not trying to find, I can see some countries going, no, if y'all not going to give it back, the fuck is this? We don't want no loan. We want our shit back. Yeah, I, once we get it, I'll be like, come take it, bitch. What y'all going to do? Uh, I'll give it your cars. It's upsetting me in my home, girl. Okay. Um. All right, let's move to the last thing okay it's been pretty sad all right <laughs> but, uh, it turned into an angry show i'm sorry didn't mean to i didn't i'm sorry it just happens sometimes <laughs> it's like karen rooting for the hornets now y'all know what i'm talking about <laughs> see how, how she was ranting earlier y'all see that? <laughs> uh, but i still had a good time all right that's the race time <laughs> it's time to guess the race it's time to guess the race it's time to guess the race. It's time to guess the race. All right, guess the race time. Go around the globe. Guess the race of people involved. Karen plays along. The chat room plays along. And, of course, everyone playing is racist. Yes, they are. At least a little. Um, all right, let's start with um, uh, a woman killed her pet gecko in the garbage disposal. A West Virginia woman was charged with animal cruelty after she placed a pet gecko into a garbage disposal and turned the appliance on during a violent confrontation yesterday with her boyfriend. Maybe, uh... You was trying to sell him insurance? The fuck is this? <laughs> she didn't have pet insurance. No, apparently not. Uh, what are you doing, mate? And then she just threw him in a... Anyway, after receiving an anonymous 911 call about a domestic disturbance at an apartment complex at Hurricane, a Charleston suburb, a uh, cop spoke with a man identified as a domestic battery victim. The man told cops that he oh, and no. Hannah Jones... Hannah Jones, that's the right you're guessing. 19, were going to have sex when they got home, but it did not work out as planned. A verbal argument followed during which he called Jones a slut. Well, I mean, I mean, apparently. See, now your lizard is getting motherfucking fricassee, bitch. That's what happens. <laughs> I mean, what do you think was going to happen? Yeah, she's, you tried to slut shame her. Mm-hmm. And now the motherfucking Geico lizard is, is down it's in, gone now. in the disposal. Jones allegedly then struck the man twice with a curtain rod, leaving him with a knot and laceration on his forearm. Oh, she wasn't playing. A uh, question about the confrontation, she reportedly confessed to hitting the man, adding that she threw flower pots, busted a fish tank, and turned on another apartment dweller. So wait, another person was in the apartment when the sex didn't happen? Yeah, damn. It's like, can y'all calm down? No, I'm not getting no sex. Ah! <laughs> she further stated she also took the pet gecko, 
that they had and put it in the garbage disposal and turned it on, shredding the pet gecko to pieces. That ain't, that ain't no way for a pet gecko to die. They didn't ask for that. Come on now. She was arrested for animal cruelty, a felony, and domestic battery, a misdemeanor. Okay, that feels backwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what? They're like, mean- uh, beat a human, shame on you. Kill a lizard, you're going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> Even he baby guy ain't have a pet duck. She be going out that gecko soon. I mean, the, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, Affleck, Affleck. Yeah, they should cut to the duck looking in the window like ah, Affleck. <laughs> right, should have had the insurance. Right, that, then they cut to that that other one, the emu. Like liberty, liberty. We got to get out of here. Zoinks, school. Emu, emu. Um, she and Doug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love. I watch too much TV. I love them goddamn commercials. They stupid. Oh man. Um, but yeah, she does not appear to still be behind bars. Bars, even though she was booked. Oh, $10,000 bond. Karen, guess the race of, uh, what's her name? Hannah something. Oh, white. Hannah Jones, is it? You got a gecko. Niggas ain't got geckos. All right, Hannah Jones. We Karen got says lizards. White. All right, let's check the chat You're about room. to scroll up a little bit. Uh, leaping lizards. Let's see what they're looking at in here. <laughs> Kill them. Let's see. Geico Gecko is not that annoying, man. White, the one white woman who doesn't kiss her pet on the mouth, white. She wanted to have Mince Gecko, Violent Ass White, Revenge of Flo White. Thank God uh, Cliff Paul wasn't there. <laughs> right? Uh, white, who knows what she would have did. White niggas ain't got insurance. <laughs> white niggas ain't got insurance. White, those charged say white. Previously, Progressive Flo White, 15 minutes could get you five years more. White. <laughs> she said 15 minutes of sex could have saved them 15 percent of his car insurance. White. <laughs> Oh, he got her out, White. Hilarious. The lizard called her a slut. He did, White. White and cold blooded didn't name that gecko king, White. The correct answer. Ah, the gecko king. The correct answer is White. (laughs) Everyone got it. Man, I don't know why pet gecko just feels white to me. I'm sure there are niggas that own geckos, and all seven of y'all will write into the show on feedback. Yes, they will. Save the email. We know. <laughs> we know y'all out there, but most likely that that ain't us. Yeah, it just. I'm not saying it is white. I'm saying it feels white. Mm-hmm. But that you, you know. said lizard. Okay. okay. Yeah. You're right. Right. So, um, man, that booing sound effect still doesn't work. I need to look up a new Boo- booing sound effect. Man. Well, no one, no one missed it. Okay, uh, but I just need to make sure that I have one that works. So I, I'm gonna try to put it into the into, into the, the mix board. over here yeah. and move it to where the old it one. It just was. stopped working, huh? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they took their shit off Spotify. It was like, listen, I'm not getting the splits on the profits from this. <laughs> Only one person keeps playing this over and over again. <laughs> Only it's, one person <laughs> getting out of control. Uh, all right. Uh, let's go to the next one. Uh, woman seen on video mowing down Bo's ex-girlfriend in New York City slapped with murder charge. Oh, who is Bo? Bo, it's a um, it's a it's a term for a lover. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was some person. No, just it just means her current boyfriend, uh, uh his ex, uh, 
so she she's charged with murder for allegedly running over her current boyfriend's ex-girlfriend in a brooklyn parking lot naomi brooms 33 was busted around 12 30 for allegedly mowing down 24 year old shakira serrano in the parking lot of the victim's building within east new york's pink houses on loring avenue around 7 30 p.m january 11th the deadly caught on video clash everything in new york recorded i declare y'all can't it, it, you step outside you getting recorded yo they be catching motherfuckers like they be catching people in new york i don't mm-hmm. know what the unsolved crime rate is up there who knows but I, every time i look up it'd be like cctv caught this motherfucker <laughs> yeah like someone got stabbed on the train here it is they, they're like oh i wasn't ready to see it uh but yeah um they said, uh, they described the chief of detectives, Joseph Kenny, described Tuesday as borderline domestic violence. It began with some pushing and shoving. Uh, but then Brooms hopped, dur- hopped behind the wheel of her, of her man's 2008 Mercury and attempted to run over Serrano. Uh, Brooms missed Serrano, so she decided to circle the car around the parking lot. While Brooms drove around, Serrano started fighting with her ex-boyfriend and fell to the ground. So uh, both of y'all going to jail. At that point, Brooms ran over Serrano. Yeah, this is going to be on. Yeah, y'all going to jail. Woo! It's like some snapped for my man, kill a couple shit. Uh, shocking footage shows a vehicle mowed down Serrano, callously leaving her body on the ground before the man <gasps> rushed to his ex's side. Serrano, oh, wait, he rushed to his ex's side. Huh. Because she the one that got hit yeah serrano was but he was fighting her earlier so maybe he didn't mean for her to die serrano was taken to the hospital where she succumbed to her injuries uh she suffered what doctors call internal decapitation which means the spinal cord and head was separated from each other without breaking the skin oh i didn't know that was possible welcome for all those welcome to that new nightmare to everybody listening sorry i didn't know there's an article um and then they go into more detail about it so the hair remained on her but everything else is broken all the ribs are broken her arms are broken her shoulders are broken and, and we actually they during the crime the scene investigation of, of the recovered car we found a pink fingernail underneath the undercarriage of the car that belonged to the victim oh Damn, y'all can't went, even hide that y'all hit that one you going to super jail yes you are brooms who cops say was also charged with leaving the scene of the accident has a couple sealed arrests her boyfriend requested a lawyer and police haven't been able to talk to him yeah that's probably for the best you might want a lawyer up um especially if you did not know you were dating a person that was going to drive over somebody with a car right. um but who knows maybe it's a plan we'll find out karen guess the race who are their names uh it, oh wait you know what mm-hmm. they have a picture of the victim and not the person okay hold on i i actually need to look her up to see if i can now her name is naomi brooms um but oh okay yep i do have her picture all right okay. naomi brooms guess the race i'm going black karen's going with black all right Let's check the chat room and see what they say. Naomi Minaj Black. Oh, no. My true crime story, Black. She had on Tim's when she mowed her down and then said dead ass Black. <laughs> Fatal Attraction Black. Donald Glover presents Splat Black. For my man, Black. <laughs> Ain't nothing but blackness in Lori Ave up there, Black. Let me make sure I can't have him either because I'm under the jail. Black, <laughs> right? Black, get out the way, Rashida. Black, the correct answer is black. 
over a man. People be ruining their lives over a fucking dude. Chat. I will. I will not. Yeah, I, I know. You will let me die. I know. You said it plenty of times. Very no, proud of no, it. No, 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 no. No, it's, it's fine, Karen. I've I'm, accepted it. I'm not I'm not fighting over, over I love you truly, mm-hmm. but I am too pretty and I am too precious. I, I agree. I refuse. She looking have you. The fuck I'm fucking up my face and skin. I got 401k insurance. Bad knees. The fuck I look like? <laughs> Fighting. Oh, psh. I get a dick. I can go buy a dick. <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> All right. Carrie, you're two for two. <laughs> what time is it? That's a bitch was wise. I ain't racist. How can I be racist about anybody or anything in my life? How can I? Call them niggas. Just call them niggas. It's time to get gold beef, gold chain it's wearing fried chicken and biscuit eating monkey, big baboon, big guy, fast running, high jumping spear, chucking 360 degree basketball. Just want to make a note neither of those stories took place in Florida. Wow, that's shocking. A Florida man was arrested Wednesday oh, after allegedly <laughs> that was, striking that was a, a setup. I fell for the line of sinker. A Florida man was arrested Wednesday after allegedly striking a Circle K cashier in the forehead with a thrown chocolate egg, and then hopping the counter to further batter the victim. Uh oh, is this minimum rage? Did we hop in the crossover to that genre? Circle K, nah. Okay, Circle K. Okay. Uh, what I think is interesting is I. This is how I just found out they already got the chocolate eggs out. I thought they didn't bring them out to almost Easter. Me too. But I guess you can get them in can get them in January now. Cadbury up in there. According to the criminal complaint, Edward Riordan, the convenience store clerk worker, uh, tried to check out John Mihas as he was next in line. However, for some reason, Mihas refused to let Riordan handle his transaction. Uh, instead, Mihas 27 walked over to another employee, rendered payment, and threw a chocolate egg towards the victim, hitting him in the forehead. The complaint does not indicate if the egg was a Cadbury, kinder, or less, lesser Hershey. <laughs> we we don't know. We can't identify the egg, apparently. That's a valid question, because I was assuming Cadbury, but maybe got hit with some of them, them imitations. Uh, after Riordan asked him to leave the Circle K, Mihas seen above became irate. Well, okay. What is your plan? You didn't want to go to me as your cashier. You fucking hit me with an egg. You already paid for your stuff. All I said was leave, which apparently you were about to do. (laughs) Right. Why the fuck are you beating me up? (laughs) Just because I said leave, now you're like, well, I won't be doing that. So he heard of the counter to push and strike the victim's face. When subsequently questioned by police, Mihas reportedly admitted that he jumped over the register to counter and struck the victim. He was arrested for battery of misdemeanor and booked in the county jail. He was released yesterday after posting a $1,000 bond. He lives a 10-minute drive away from the Circle K, which is located in Tarpon Streams. That matters to anybody. Karen, guess the race of Mr. Uh, John Mihas. John Mihas. M-E-H-A-S, yes. I'm going Indian. All right. Let's check the chat room. Uh, these are the most important. That's not the. Okay. I got to wait on them to, to guess. That's probably delay. Uh, Latino. Blacksican. Oh, Lakita trying to hedge her bets and get two for one. Shout out to drugs. Latino. Latino man. I might be wrong according to, according to the chat. Where was he on January 6th? White says June. I don't give a fuck if I can't do that. White. All right, the correct answer is Karen said Indian. 
Some of y'all said black. Y'all were all wrong. June, and I think it was Devil Bitch. Y'all got it right. He's white. Just a oh, regular he white show sure is with that with that ethnic name. Yeah, just a good old boy, never meaning no harm. Uh, all right, that's it for for that. Let's get to sore ratchetness, and then we'll get out of here. Hope you enjoyed it. Sword Ratchetness, we go around the globe, find different articles involving swords, and we try to spread awareness about how often they are used in nefarious ways. A Norwich man claims a samurai sword was just an ornament. A Norwich man is accused of possessing a samurai sword. He has claimed the weapon was just his home ornament. His nickname, Ninja. (laughs) I don't believe you, sir. That's why I've shown the article on the screen. Bevan Bascom, 33, who goes by the alias Ninja, has denied possession of an offensive weapon after the sword was found by police. I feel like if your name is Ninja, it's an open and shut case. What else they gonna find there? Some kunai, the Leaf Village vag? <laughs> <laughs> Some throwing stars. Right. Pictures of the Hokage carved <laughs> into a mountain behind your house? You know it is. What? The, what? What? According to the Norwich Magistrates Court via video link from HMP Norwich, where he is currently on remand in relation to a separate offense, he he was already in there? Damn. That's not good for you. Um, uh, (laughs) uh, He he was told he will face trial March 8th. Deputy District Judge Sundeep Pankhania said that it was not denied that he had been in possession of the sword, but whether it's an ornament or not, that is likely to be disputed. The court was told his defense team was currently seeking advice from an expert over the legal status of the weapon. Samurai swords are illegal to own unless the term is regarded as the item is regarded as decorative or antique or or, in the, or an ornament object. So he's trying to get off on the technicality, but you are a black mm-hmm. man named Ninja. I mean, you're, you're, you're in jail. Your name alone automatically disqualify you because they know you came from somebody's clan. What are you talking about, sir? Right. And over there, they ain't got guns, so that's basically having a gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, y'all, that's it. Thanks for listening. Hope y'all enjoyed it. We'll be yes. back. Until next time, I love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah. Mwah.